0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode forty of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. The one and only Martin Biron is going to join us in just a couple minutes. The former Flyers goaltender, former Rangers goaltender, former Buffalo Sabers goaltender, and current analyst for the Buffalo Sabers is going to join us. Talk about tonight's game. Talk about rebuild. Talk about Carter Hart. Talk about a number of different topics. And we always love having Marty on. He is fantastic. Great guy and great communicator as well. So he'll join us in just a minute. Let me tell you about Bet Parks before we get into last night's game. Bet Parks, uh, Casino and Sportsbook app, it is fantastic. It's right in the palm of your hand. It's this. It's your phone. It travels with you. Easy to use. Easy to navigate. Easy to set up an account. Easy deposit method. Fast payouts. You name it. It's all there. You can bet everything from same-game parlays, live-in-game betting, player performances, first score, exact score, over-unders on rushing yards, passing yards. Points and hoops, college pro hoops, NFL, you name it, hockey, anything going on in the world of sport and more. So check it out. Get the Bet Parks app. And right now, all Bet Parks users, by using the promo code Jason750, J A S O N 750, that'll get you a risk free bet up to $750. Not a little $250 or $500. How about $750. Terms and conditions do apply, so download the BetParks app today. You do need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also brought to you by our friends at Conkerville Subaru. Fantastic dealership that I've been with for years and years. My son is now over 16 and keeps going, Dad, let's go to uh, Well, Not quite there yet, buddy. You got to get the permit and do the whole thing. But anyway, uh, Conquerville Subaru, fantastic. They were the first Subaru Nation Love Promise dealer of the year winner back in 2015. And they continue to do great work in the communities as as they've done for so many years. Eight years supporting Namor's Children's Hospital of Delaware. Fifteen classrooms at Marcus Hook Elementary School that they've adopted. They donate $500 for the teachers to pick up classroom supplies. They continue to donate thousands of thousands of coats to La Humanidad in Hispania in Kennett Square They've done that for 10 years and continue that to this year. It's a new year's here. It's a great time to get down there. Check out the new Conquerville Subaru dealership, the new Conquerville Subaru models, the 2023s, the certified pre-owned inventory. Take a test drive. You're going to love it. Plus a great service department where you get a free car wash with every visit. Visit ConquervilleSubaru.com online and get all the details there. Also the great showroom on Route 202 in Glen Mills. And remember that Concordville cares. All right, before we get to Marty Biron, who's going to join us in just a moment. Uh, game last night, Flyers and Leafs. Flyers lost 6-2 to in the game. Uh, obviously, the big storyline to come out of the game is that Tony D'Angelo played uh, the first period, seven minutes and five seconds total in the game, one shift in the second, and then didn't play another shift in the game. I, first of all, I love the way that Tony responded to it after the game when he met with the media, <clears throat> saying he wasn't nearly good enough. It was unacceptable said the only good play he was going to make was uh, the one pass uh, that ended up rolling off his stick and ended up in the back of the net, but very honest about his performance and, you know, said, it's not the last time I'm going to play bad. It's probably the last time I'm not going to, it's not the last time I'm going to be sat down, but that it was unacceptable. And, you know, he was asked, did did you agree with the coach's decision? And, and said, basically, a player's never going to agree with getting sat down, but he, he does recognize that he had a poor night and puck management was a problem. And, I like the way he handled it. Is he back in the lineup tonight? I would think so. If I was making the decision, I'd put him right back in. I I imagine Justin Braun will come in tonight uh, for Nick Sealer. That'll move uh, Cam York to the left side. And that juggling kind of continues. Basically, if Sealer's in the lineup, York plays the right side. If Braun's in the lineup, York's going to play the left side, but he's shown some versatility with that and the ability to, to play both sides. So, We'll see if that's the decision tonight, and and Tony D'Angelo is back in the lineup and uh, on the ice for the Flyers against a surging Buffalo Sabres team. Lost eight straight earlier this year, and now on a bit of a run here. I think they've won eight of their last nine, and joining us right now, he is a former Flyer goaltender. He was a former Ranger goaltender, a former Sabre goaltender, an all-around good guy, just Martin Biron. Marty, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I see you added a few masks back there to your collection. Uh,
0: I got a few, uh, not quite as uh, spectacular as yours, though. Your collection looks stunning today.
1: I I, I had to take a few down, and I had to replace them with frames because there was holes in the walls. Um, A few of them, and this is a true story. So, you know, I had them on an angled screw in the wall with an anchor. But over time, like, I bumped into them. Like, they start to lean down. I kid you not, like 2 a.m. this summer, in the middle of dead sleep, Two of them fell off, woke me up like it was an earthquake, right? So uh, I'm like, okay, I got to remove some of them. So I had to pull some off the wall. But I like how you did yours, the, the mini helmets, the big helmets and everything. It looks great.
0: You know, you know what I did? You know how I hang them? I use a screw into a stud, and then I use string. And I oh, okay. loop the string around the screw, and it holds it there nice and tight, which is good for the – like that that one up there is, you know, held by string and stuff. Yeah. So. It, but, but I've had that happen where they fall and you're like, you think there's an intruder. You go down there with a goalie stick ready to beat somebody with
1: it. Plus, at the bottom of the the wall here behind me, you can't see it, but I uh, I had a, um, a green screen. Like, when we started doing Zooms or whatever, I put yeah. up a green screen behind me and I had all these cool effects going on. It was a little wacky, but it was three years ago, like it's already old school the the green screen thing or whatever, but the case is like a metal ish type of case. So when it fell on it, uh, yeah, it got, it woke up everybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It sounded like a bowling ball crashing into (laughs) an aluminum side. Exactly what
1: it was.
0: (laughs) Um, Marty, let me ask you first and foremost, um, you know, about the Sabres this season, because geez, they've been kind of, you know, a bipolar team in a little bit, you know, they had that eight game skid. But the play of Tage Thompson has buoyed this team. And it looks like, you know, the pronounced rebuild that seems like it's taken an eternity may be turning the corner.
1: Well, I mean, there's a difference. We saw it last year with Don Granado as the first full season head coach with the Sabres. He was there uh, the previous year, the pandemic year, but it was, uh, um, it was only halfway through the season. His move of Tage Thompson from the wing to the middle, uh, the addition of Alex Stuck, uh, so there was there was a lot going on last year, right? And then this year you add to that Owen Power on defense. You add Jack Quinn and JJ Petrucc up front. Uh, you know Dylan Cousins, a year older, more experienced. There's there's a lot going on too that the progression is, seems to be better. Uh, but I would say this: they lost eight game in a, games in a row. Yes, they have had so many injuries on defense, and what was their bad? Time or month of, of of the season, they were missing Henry Yuki, are you? um Matthias Samuelson was the big one. You guys all know in Philadelphia, Matthias yeah. Samuelson, obviously son of Shell Samuelson. Um, he's just a, a a common factor, and he he plays such a big role in making that defense score go. Yes, Rasmus Darling's fantastic. Owen Power's fantastic, but Sammy is a big glue to that. And when they lost eight in a row, he wasn't there. Um, so they even had to play with 5D a night in Columbus uh, in Colorado this year where Owen Power got hurt uh in his pregame warm up, not playing soccer. He did say he likes to do soccer, but it wasn't his playing soccer time. Uh so they had to go with 5D. So Dallin played a ton, Samuelson played a ton, Kel Clegg. People are gonna say who's Kel Clegg. Um, he was in Rochester, he got called up, he's playing so well. So yeah, I, I would say that the biggest factor. And what was their up and down season so far? When the down happened, it's because they didn't have Matias Samuelson, they didn't have Yoki Aryu, they didn't have Lubushkin. They were missing a lot of pieces on the fence.
0: Marty, talk about that a little bit because when you're missing pieces, and you mentioned, you know, like Sammy's a glue piece, it slots everybody different, you know, guys that. You know, are out of the lineup. Now they push, it pushes everybody up a notch in a lot of occasions, like with Couturier out here, or yeah. when you're missing an Owen power there, or Matias Samuelson, it puts everybody in a, in a more elevated role. And that's a huge effect on how you kind of, you know, you stack up against an opponent when, when guys are playing maybe a little bit above their, their grade level.
1: Yeah, it makes a big difference. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and what people didn't realize, and we saw it here in Buffalo, although last season, Matthias Samuelson, I believe was uh, spotted to start the season in Buffalo. And then he got hurt. And it, I think it was rookie camp, blocked a shot and then missed a, a big chunk of the start of the season. Then was in Rochester. Took him a while to get back to Buffalo. So again, it started last year, the rise of the Sabres second half of the season. But this year, uh, you 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 don't have Samuelson for a while. He signed the, the extension this summer, and everybody's thinking, like, wow, what are the Sabres doing? This guy's played, you know, 40 games in the NHL or 50 games in the NHL. Why are they giving him a seven-year extension? Well, that's because they knew exactly what he would bring. And at four million and change, um, already right now, it's a bargain. Yeah, it hasn't it even started, it and it's a bargain to know that if Sammy gives him exactly what he's doing right now. For the next seven years, it's going to be a bargain. So um, it's knowing yeah. your own
0: players, right? It, it's, it's knowing, knowing your own players,
1: your your, yep. your uh, hockey um, development staff, and all of that, evaluating yep. your own player. Uh, it's really important. But so with Samuelson, usually he plays with Rasmus Dalin, which puts Owen Power on a second pairing, and it was with Henry Yoki, are you? Uh, with Samuelson and Dalin, they're both left handed shots. So it's rare that you have, you know, you don't have a lefty and a righty. But they both play either side. Like, I can't tell you which one's lefty, which one's right on, mm-hmm. on, the, uh, on the ice because they'll switch over and they have great chemistry. But if you have other players hurt, then you can split Dallin and Samuelson and then you put them on the top two pairs and they give you stability, which was not the case early in the season because y- you had Dallin on one, you had Power on the other. Then you try to do Dalin and Power together to load up on the top pairing defenseman. And yes, Dalin was good and power was good as well, but it, it just didn't have the impact of Samuelson. So now that he's back, everybody's better slotted. It makes a big difference. And really, the Sabres are healthy now, the last little bit here for the, the first time all year. They've got three extra players. They they struggle to have three extras. Uh, you know, uh, during the first 15, 20 games of the season. And now they have Fitzgerald, Asplund and Androstroza as extras. And they's, they're out. They're healthy scratches because everybody's healthy.
0: Marty, what is it? You know, the, the rebuild in Buffalo was very pronounced. You know, they tried to go for McDavid. They ended up with Eichel. We know everything that transpired there. That's in the rearview mirror now. They've gotten a good return, and they're a club on the rise. I mean, they're leading the NHL in goals uh, goals four per games yeah. played. Um, it, when you look at the average, what is it? You know, a, a rebuild is something that fans have called for here in Philadelphia, a tear-it-down rebuild. And I think in some situations you can do that, but it depends on what kind of contracts you have. Every situation is different. Why is it that the, the rebuild finally hit a gear that's working now? And why didn't it work before?
1: Well, I mean, the rebuild started uh, years ago. Um, game, they ended right? up getting Darlene <laughs> and Power as first overall picks, right? But you mentioned Jack Eichel. They had drafted Sam Ryanart a few years before that. Um, they had pieces in place. It didn't work. Number one, I, I don't think they hit on the coaches. Uh, you know, they went with... Phil Housley, Ralph Krueger, it didn't work. So you move on, right? You got to get a good coach to lead your team. You got to get leadership from the top. Um, you know, after Darcy Regier came the, you know, Paddy LaFontaine, Tim Murray thing. That didn't really work. Uh, Jason Bottrell came in. I think Bottrell did a really fine job with the Sabres, developing and scouting and, and, and drafting talent. He just hasn't been here to see it come together. Kevin Adams yeah. is there now, but what Kevin was willing to do, number one, he was willing to move forward by trading some pieces that were big to the Sabres, Sam Reinhardt to Florida, Rasmus Ristolainen to Philadelphia. Although he probably wanted to keep Jack Eichel, the injury situation forced him to say, Hey, we got to move on from Eichel and you bring Alex stuck. Alex Stuck's a huge piece of what the Sabres are doing right now. So, but also what Kevin Adams did is he recognized a few leadership pieces that the Sabres needed. And, you know, re-signing Zemgis Gergensen, people are going to say, oh, my goodness, this guy's been around forever in Buffalo, right? I think he's lived through all the bad years, but he has such an impact in the locker room. I even questioned the move, and now I understand why Kevin Adams did it because of his off-ice impact, giving Calaposo the captaincy. Kyle's in his last year of his deal. I don't know if he'll be here next year. I don't know if he'll be here in two years. But to put a C on his jersey was important to say, that's the leader everybody has to follow. Uh, resigning Craig Anderson this year. Guy's 41 years old. Everybody's talking about, well, the Sabres need goaltending. Yeah, but it's, it's bigger than that. It's having the right culture, the right philosophy, the right people in the locker room. Uh, and even though Anderson doesn't play a whole lot, when he's played, he's played really well. Yeah. So probably not going to be here in a year or two like Caliposo, who knows how long he's going to be here. But it's making the, the, the big impact now and the small step forward. So there was some big significant moves and decision that Kevin Adams made uh, that are uh, going to Sabres way now.
0: It's a commitment to what you're going to be, and that's the other important element when it comes to Don Granado, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you this. I have had Lindy Ruff in Buffalo for years as a head coach. And l- right now, I can say I loved Lindy Ruff. I didn't always see the same way and this, you know, or how he communicated with me, but that's more of a me issue than a him issue. But as a head coach and what he was trying to do and the longevity and still now what he's doing with New Jersey, I'm like, he, he is a fantastic head coach. Uh, I had Torts in New York with the Rangers. I love Torts. I love what he did. Um, I love how he prepared us for games. Uh, I, I love how he left us alone, the goaltenders. Basically, it was Benny Allaire, a goalie coach, that talked to us. And we, we well, I talked to Torts because I talked to everybody. But if you didn't <laughs> want to talk to Torts, you didn't have to. Um, so that's basically what it was. So the Sabres finding their man in Don Granado and the the not just the head coach but the 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 coaches in general the assistant coaches the development group and all of that was very important i feel like the flyers made that same significant hire this summer getting torts right and it's about a small steps for the future maybe torts is not there in 2 years maybe he's not even there in 12 months you know maybe he's not there in 4 years when the team's going to be good but what can he bring to the group right now and identifying the, the strength, the weaknesses, and sending it on the right path, right? And I think that's why I was a big fan of the hire for torts in Philly. And I think it's worked. It's worked. Um, you can, you know, second guess some decision of sitting out Kevin A's and, uh, you know, uh, Travis Konechny and, and all of that. Tony
0: D'Angelo last night. Tony
1: D'Angelo last night. You're right. Like, there's been a lot said about the moves that Torts have made, but in the end, I feel that for the benefit of the organization and the team, not the individuals, for the benefit of the team.
0: How does that reverberate through a locker room when a Kevin Hayes, who's leading the team in points at the time, is healthy scratched against his former team in the Rangers, or tony d'angelo who was a free agent acquisition well i guess he was traded for essentially yeah. and then signed this summer um is sat down for the basically the last two periods last night was healthy scratched earlier and connect me earlier that's got to reverberate through that locker room that nobody is immune
1: well yes and no i think the players sometimes may you know pitch and complain about it between themselves but they understand that uh, i mean if you are not following along with the plan. You're not going to be part of it. I've played with some fantastic players in New York that build a career from what Torts uh, and how Torts wanted them to play. You know, the Ryan Callahan and the Dan Girardi and Ryan McDonough and Brendan yeah. Dubinsky and Brian Boyle. I mean, those guys, you don't think that Dubinsky didn't get benched a few times? Absolutely. Brian Boyle, you know, and Torts went at it a few times. Absolutely. That's just the way it is. But they they could see the bigger picture, right? And that's what is important. Uh, and, and and some of them, I, oh, I remember Vinny Prospo, right? And Vinny got traded to Philly. I was sitting next to him in the locker room. And after a week in Philadelphia, he's like, I think I missed Torts because he had come from Tampa. <laughs> and and Vinny and Torts were like, you know, uh, you know two opposites. They didn't like each other. And then Vinny came to New York because Swartz was there and played for the Rangers. And it was the same thing. It was a love-hate relationship. But I think if you would know and if you can take a step back, you understand that there's a it's not just about you, it's about everybody, but there's also that message can be coming through you and 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 take it. Because if you don't take it the right way, then they're gonna know you're you're not part of the solution. You're gonna be one that's gonna be moved on.
0: Sorry to the guys out there taking out my trash right now. And uh, his truck is quite loud. If you can hear that.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the summer times when they cut the grass sometimes or whatever. It's like yeah. they come right by the bedroom window. Yeah. You're like, like, you keep the...
0: hearing it. <laughs> um, you know, that's the thing with torts is kind of like having kids where the days are long, but the years are short. And you look back on it and you go, boy, it may not have been easy playing for him. He may have been a pain in my ass at times but he pushed me to a place where I didn't know I could get to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, Marion Gabrick, it didn't really work with towards, but still um, had some really, really good successful years. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, there's, there's a lot of those type of players. I would think like the skilled players, especially that, may not see torts in the way that he sees the game just because it is about defending. It is about sacrificing your body. But I think what torts has done, uh, especially when he left Vancouver and then went to Columbus and on um, is he's adjusted that there is not just one type player on a team. There's multiple types of players and you can kind of, but the, 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 the sacrifice the dedication the hard work has to be the same from everybody um so to me that's that's been the difference and that's why Torts is is still coaching with an iron fist but is still coaching and has been able to adapt and adjust but you look at you know last night's game for the flyers and he said after the game we created i mean when I heard him say that he would never have said that years ago because scoring goals years ago, yes, that's the end game, right? Winning a, but it was all about defending, defending, defending. And last night he says, I, I, I thought we were, we were good offensively. We created, just couldn't put a puck in the net. The par play didn't give us that goal, but we created and that was good. And I'm like, wow, okay, there's a different torts here because he understands that the game's changing. You have to create, but, he comes back to his roots and says, but man, were we bad in sticks and time and space in the defensive zone? So yeah, Flyers play Buffalo tonight. That's, that's gonna, that's gonna be on display. If they don't defend, it could be a long night.
0: Yeah. And Buffalo is a team that can fill it up. Kind of like that team we saw last night in Toronto when you got, you know, all that offensive talent with Marner and Matthews and Nylander and obviously Tavares and, I see that Toronto team, and I go. I don't wonder why that team's really good in the regular season, but I also see why they struggle in the postseason. They have all the high end pieces, Marty, but they lack the the round out the roster pieces.
1: Well, I think they have some, and they mm-hmm. had some over the years goaltending right like when oh, you don't have Freddie Anderson in the playoffs healthy and then you don't have Jack Campbell in the playoffs healthy and then who knows what's going to happen in the playoffs this year and if they're going to be healthy they both have missed some time this year um, I said it before the season I think with Toronto it's let's go with Murray and Samsonov. let's get to the trade deadline and let's see if there's an option out there right yeah. because they just couldn't afford it on the cap um, you know it was it was a reset button I, I don't think the, the, the Leafs would feel comfortable at this moment going in the playoffs with Samsonov and or Murray. Um so we'll see there's still a couple of months before trade deadline, right? Early March. So we'll see what happens. But but yeah, I mean at any moment in the game last night, it felt like well, Flyers are a goal away from maybe getting back in it. And that's the NHL this year, number one. Like the NHL is is it's it's one-nothing after two periods, and everybody's you know, thinking the under is going to cash in. And all of a sudden it's like a seven, five end of the game. And uh, yeah. you got 12 goals and, you know, you're ripping your ticket in half if you bet the under. So that has been the, the, the situation a lot this year in the NHL.
0: Yeah. And power plays. I mean, you look at Edmonton, they're clicking at like 34%, which is an absurd number. And they're at yeah. the midway point of their season. They've played 41 games, but it's like a video game uh, with those two guys out there with dry and and McDavid. Um, what have you seen out of Carter this year? Have you gotten a good look at Carter? I imagine you're not going to see him tonight. You get a look at Sam Harrison tonight, but what have you seen out of? Yeah. Carter?
1: I don't think he'll go tonight, which I like to see everybody. Right. So I like, I, I'd like, I'm going to be happy to take a really good live look at Harrison and see what he's got to offer uh, with Carter. I thought early in the season, Oh man, off the charts and, and well-positioned and nothing was going through him and, really um, taking a step forward. I, I don't know if there's fatigue in his play right now. I mean, you look at last night's game, um, you know, pucks are going through him a little bit. And the one off the face-off, and, I, and you, you know, you you watch goalies, and you, I was a little puzzled from his positioning on the face-off. Dep- so the face-off is to this, not not depth, angle. Oh, angle. The, the face-off is on the left dot. And I look, his left foot is way outside the blue paint right? Mm-hmm. That with the short crease here, the, the, you know, the square crease is his left foot is way outside the blue paint. I'm thinking he's too far to his glove side. And sure enough, I almost feel like he, he tried to recover, found himself sideways. That beat some five. Um, So those to me are, they're not physical mistakes. They're mental that, mistakes. Yep. Right. And mm-hmm. I think there may be uh, some, some fatigue uh, coming into Carter right now in his game um so we'll see if uh if that get, gets cleared up uh there's a lot of games right everybody's playing a ton of games from now until the all-star break and then after that it resets and it's a sprint so um you can't have those moments uh in games but it but he's been better um there's still some some part of the game that you know, when it comes to the athleticism now of some of these goaltenders, right? You watch Lena Solmark in Boston, very athletic, right? Big, tall, very athletic. Sturkin and Vasilevsky over the years, even Jake Ottinger to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there has been uh, there's been a lot of those type. I feel like Carter is still very compact, but it's it's getting there. It's hard. I mean, you're not 18 anymore to like say, "Okay, I'm going to really work on opening everything up." You have your your set in your ways, um, and I'm not saying I can't be good because Connor Hellebuck is a very compact goaltender, not athletic like the other ones, um, and and he's had success. So I think you can still do it, but you better be precise. And I felt like there's been times in the last months where that that preciseness has has not been there.
0: Yeah, if you're slightly turned and not square, then all the physiological the movement changes and yeah. that and on that one of that shorty that you mentioned it gets through him and when marty when you're playing catch up on a play because you didn't start in the right spot you, you're almost dead to rights because you're never going to catch up
1: yeah well they always say right there's three things to goaltending it's uh angle squareness and depth um you yep. know, I, I I remember playing with Henrik Lundqvist and his depth was deep. And I'm <laughs> like, I, I I can't do that, but I can really look at his angle and his squareness yeah. every time he's facing a shot. Now my depth is different, but I think that the, the two things that the best goaltenders have, uh, and it goes with any or every style is angles and, and squareness. And that to me is not just uh facing a shot, it's on lateral plays. The goalies that are able to turn their hips and shoulders and their their core strength turns them, and then all of a sudden you're square to the shot. Even yep. if you're not there yet, at least you're square to react. The goalies yep. that are sc- like scrambling to get there and their their shoulders lock and they don't turn, um, they're basically, you know, not Dead able rise. to make the saves. So they're, they're out yeah. of the place. So squareness and angles. Uh, it goes with any style and you better have that.
0: Yeah, it's rotation. You get a head, shoulder turn. You got to get there and get your chest and get that logo pointed right out. it's so, It's why sometimes a lot of the, the really good goalies that are efficient in movement make saves look easy because they hit them in the logo because they can get to their spot on their edges and yeah. then they have the full arsenal of save selection in front of them.
1: Yeah, I mean uh rebound control everybody's like oh i remember when i was a kid they used to test us on rebound control they'd shoot it right at us and see where the puck goes well rebound control 101 is how are you squared to the puck like yeah. i if 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 you can send it to the corner great but the second best rebound is right in front of you because you're better positioned, and that's if you're square. If you're slightly off, it hits you. It goes ten feet to the left. That is the worst place to be, right? Yeah. Because now it's somebody jumping on an open net. So for me, rebound control uh, all has to do with squareness, uh, and and we talked about mental. You know, the big thing with Carter this year, and, and I'm an equipment freak and geek and whatever, uh, It was it's changed, you know, from True or, or CCM before to now Brian's. Um, you know, you see goalies around the league, and Jack Campbell is one of them, struggling to find a rhythm, went from Vaughn to Brian's. Um, you know, when I see a goaltender that changes gear, I always say it's going to take some time because it's mm-hmm. not just the – your natural uh, physical ability, it's becoming a whole aspect with the mental side of the game and being, you know, 100% there. So I think the start of the season was really good for Carter Hart. Um, I think right now we're seeing just, okay, you know, you're reverting to some maybe old habits, uh, and that comes when you're fatigued, when you're physically and mentally fatigued, it, it comes back. It's pushing through right here, be able to get that that out of the way.
0: Yeah. Uh, The new equipment and different equipment hangs on you different. Your rest points are different. You know, where you put your hands when you just want to crouch down and rest, you go, Oh, you're slipping. You're going, wait a minute. My other pads, it was right here. Even new pads,
1: the same pads, but new ones feel different for that. So, yep.
0: It it drives you crazy. And I almost feel like whenever I put new pads on, it was way more exhausting.
1: (laughs) Well, it is. The first practice with new equipment, uh, even you're if so it's just tired. Dance or chest and arm, you're so tired. Oh. Uh, I remember having that conversation with Lunquist. He was debating, should I go with my new gear? Should I stick with the old one? I'm like, how do you feel? He goes, I feel huge in the in the new gear because you feel bigger because the pads yeah. are straight and you're square and the gloves or whatever. And he's like, but I feel a little slower and I'm exhausted. So I'm like, but what about the other one? And he goes, the other one, I feel small, but I feel quick. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, that's a tough predicament to be in because yeah. I, it's 50, 50. I don't remember what he went with, but that's the feeling when you go with your equipment or when you have a new set of equipment in season. Now they, they, they take one day, two days, they both boom right into it. Yeah, um, into completely it. <laughs> different.
0: Yeah. And the chesty was the worst thing to change. Wasn't it?
1: I, I hated wore it. the <laughs> same chesty forever. I, I wore the same pants forever. Like, You're not touching the the midpoint. Like, okay, I'll go new pads. I'll go new gloves. Yeah. Whatever. Even the knee pads, I hate that. I got a new pair of knee pads late, maybe my last, second, or third, you know, third last year. And it was such a tough adjustment just because they slipped a little bit different they mm-hmm. would press on the wrong part of my knee i and had to add some you. foam and they had to rush <laughs> burn like all of that like knee pads come on people like yeah it should be easy but no it was totally different
0: yeah and the chesty too like i'm I, last year i was still wearing an iTech chesty
1: oh boy <laughs> they haven't even made those
0: in 20 years
1: no, no. Well, at least you didn't mention like a, a DNR or Jofa, so that's good. Itech was a little better. So
0: I, I have a DNR jock. <laughs> the yellow or the orange and black one.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. that's 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 uh, that's an old one.
0: <laughs> yep. That, it's like a Mike Tyson boxing jock. It's it's like it covers your whole entire like bladder. So that's and everything. the one that
1: was like a full foam, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It was like there was no like material covered it. It was just nope. a full shiny like. Foam. Yeah. Yep, right. I stepped remember that.
0: into it. Yeah. I, st- I don't wear that one anymore, but I have that
1: still. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: oh man. Marty, this is awesome, man. I love talking to you. we got to get you on again. Um, yes. Best of luck with the Sabres, not tonight, but best of luck with the Sabres and uh, we appreciate the time. Well, as well. I mean, but- let
1: me ask you this question on the way out. I mean, uh, I mean for the flyers, it, it's not going to be playoffs this year, but who would you rather have in the playoffs? The Islanders, the Pittsburgh Penguins or the Buffalo Sabres? I'm asking a flyer, like, fan base right now. It's you don't so want to easy. see the Pittsburgh and the Islanders in the playoffs. You want the Sabres in the playoffs. So if you have to sacrifice yes. a game tonight for Buffalo to get closer to Pittsburgh and the Islanders, well, sacrifice it.
0: Okay, so you, you, sac- you help the Sabres get to the playoffs, and I love the fan base up there so deserving. They always support not only the Sabres but the league so well. You see it in the ratings for Stanley Cup playoffs even when they're not in it. Uh, but the other part of that is, so we help the Sabres knock out the Penguins and the Islanders, which we love, and it helps the Flyers get closer to Bedard.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, yes, that, that, that's a win-win, win-win situation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we have come to an agreement. We should be politicians. Maybe the countries would run better.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know well, that I want to go into polit- politics. I, I, I'm good where I'm at, but you, you're more than welcome to do what you want to do.
0: <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> uh, Marty, we'll talk soon, man. Thanks, brother.
1: Thank you. Have a good one.
0: There he is, Martin Biron, uh, joining us on this episode of Bet Parks presents Stick to Hockey Live. He's awesome. I love talking to him. Oh, man, so fantastic. Uh, Flyers, Sabres tonight, and uh, we will talk about that on Wednesday. Flyers play on uh, Wednesday as well against the uh, Washington Capitals, a home and home. So we'll uh, be dealing with that as well. All right, let me tell you about Bepp Parks. Fantastic casino and sportsbook app. Now's the time to get it. Log on and check it out. All the easy ways to bet on there from same game parlays, live in game betting, player performances, you name it. Grab the Bet Parks app today and uh, get in on the action, whether it's football, whether it's got basketball, college or pro, hockey, baseball, not far off. You can bet the futures, player performances. Get on the Bet Parks app today. You do need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right that wraps up episode 40 of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. We're back Wednesday. Anthony DeMarco will join us so check us out then on a brand new episode of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Have a great day everybody.